And this morning, I just wanted to think about, you know, commissioned to disciple. Commissioned to disciple. And I think about, think about Jesus' disciples. They had been asked to leave everything and follow him. Think about that. Some of them were fishermen. Some were tax collectors. Some were in different businesses. And all of a sudden, they left everything to follow Jesus. And for three years, they were following Jesus wherever he went. And they were listening and seeing what Jesus was teaching. And and they were trying to understand his kingdom and his message and his hope. And, and, And they were being discipled for those years. And at the end of those years, when Jesus was about to die on the cross, one of the disciples betrayed Jesus. And another of the disciples denied Jesus. And then after Jesus rose from the dead, one of the disciples doubted that Jesus was alive. And so discipling, it, it doesn't, doesn't mean, I mean, even Jesus, his 12 disciples, we don't, we don't see 12 model citizens that do everything that Jesus did. But we do see that they spent time learning to follow their master. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today is, is disciple making. And what is a disciple and how dis- disciple and all that. Uh, but we are in a, a series called Commissioned. And so we're looking at this idea, not just this idea, but what did Jesus commission his followers to do? And so we've, we've looked at it. Like, so a few weeks ago, uh, Micah Ward was here, and he shared a little bit about what it means to f- what God's mission is and, and how we are to embrace God's mission. And God's mission is for people to come to know Him. It's for people to be in relationship with Him. And so we are, we are commissioned as followers of Jesus. If you are a follower of Jesus, then your commission, what we found out last week, was to go and proclaim the good news is to go tell people about Jesus. Tell the good news. Because Jesus gives His salvation to all people that choose to believe and accept and live for Jesus. And so that's what we're commissioned to do. Last week, we said the main idea was our commission is to proclaim the good news of salvation to everyone. So how are we doing on that? <laughs> how are we doing? Are we getting there? Now, last week we had, we had a, a little survey, and so it's, it was interesting this week reading some of those results. So yeah, keep, if, you haven't, if you haven't done that, Matt said, please, please turn that in. Um, let us know, because we want to know how are, we, how are we doing at proclaiming the good news of Jesus. And not just some good news of, of Jesus, but the good news of Jesus. And the good news of Jesus is He came and lived a perfect life, and He showed us how to live. He modeled it. He, he discipled some people, 12 disciples. And we are to be discipled also. But as, as we are being discipled in the relationship with Jesus, then we are also to disciple others. And we're going to hear more about that today. So the good news is that Jesus lived that perfect life. He died for our sins. And then He rose again. And, he, and He's now with the Father in heaven. And, and that we 
have salvation in Him if we, if we choose to put our trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of our sins. And that's the good news. And we're supposed to go out and proclaim that and tell people about it. And that should be exciting. <laughs> and so today we're going to be looking, last week we looked at the, the Great Commission passage in Mark, and today we're going to be looking at the Great Commission passage in Matthew. And so just a little bit of background of Matthew is, is that Matthew was, was the disciple who was a tax collector. He was, if you see Matthew or Levi in the Bible, it's, it's talking, or in the New Testament, one of the disciples, that was Matthew. And so Matthew was the one that wrote about, he was emphasizing the, the, to the Jewish people, okay? So he, was, he wanted to write to the people that he knew, uh, and maybe even thinking about how he was a tax collector, how he was doing things that were, that he, was, he was robbing his own people. And so he wanted his own people to know there's a better way, a way better way of life. And that way, way better way is Jesus Christ alone. And so he was emphasizing things like uh, about what Jesus' kingdom was. And also, right from the beginning of Matthew, I mean, there's a genealogy, and sometimes we kind of skip through that. But then when, when the angel is telling Joseph about the, the baby was going to be born, in Matthew 121, it's a key verse that says, and she, as Mary, will give birth to a son, and, and you, Joseph, are to give him the name Jesus because... He will save the, his people from their sins. So Jesus is this, the Messiah, the one that came to save the people from their sins. And so that is, that is what Mark is emphasizing, but also Mark is emphasizing then what is our response as followers of Jesus? And he leaves it right at the end of the, of the book. So at the beginning of the book, he says Jesus saves, and at the end of the book, that Jesus commissioned us as followers to tell people about him. And that's our mission. And, and so, Mark, Mark talked about gospel eight times. Matthew only mentioned the word gospel four times. And the first two times was Matthew 20, or Matthew, just two times in, in Matthew 4 and in Matthew 9. And it was just kind of mentioning how Jesus, what his mission was. He went around from city to city, from village to village, and, and one verse said in, in um, Galilee. But it said that he, Jesus, was proclaiming, he, he was going into the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. And he was healing and, and doing other things. But he was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. And so Jesus' mission was proclaiming and then he wants our mission also to be about proclaiming. We heard that more last week. And then in, in Matthew 24, it says, in verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed to the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then, and then the end will come. And so Jesus is talking about the end times. But then he says, first, the gospel is to be proclaimed in all nations. The gospel needs, people need to know who I am and what I've done for them. And then the last time the gospel is mentioned in, in the book of Matthew, it, it was similar to the part in Mark where it was uh, the, the woman that anointed Jesus. And he said, Truly I say, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she, is, what she has done will be told in memory of her. So mentioning that the gospel is pro, being proclaimed in the whole world. So the gospel needs to be proclaimed. And he's talking to 12 people. 
Twelve people hear about the Twelve disciples are supposed to then proclaim the gospel message, this truth, to the whole world. And so let's look at this in, in Matthew 28. And this is the Great Commission passage. So in Matthew 28, starting in verse 16, and you can follow along on the screens or you can open your Bibles or your Bible app, whatever your choice is. I'll be reading in the NIV this morning. But it says in, in Matthew 28, uh, in verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they, when they saw Jesus, or they saw him, they worshipped him. But it said here, some still doubted. Verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to, always to the very end of the age. And so we're going to look here in, in verse 19. After Jesus had just said, All authority... And heaven and earth is, is given to me. What, are, what does he want his followers to do? These disciples, these disciples, he wants them to no longer be disciples. He wants them to be apostles. The ones that are sent out to tell the good news of Jesus. And so our first point today is that, that we are if we are commissioned by Jesus, if you are a follower of Jesus, then what, is, what are we commissioned to do? We're commissioned to go and make disciples of all nations. Okay? So we are to, to disciple of all nations. Well, how do we make disciples of all nations if we don't go anywhere? Now, I know in the, the beginning or the front of our bulletin, the, the, the word go is huge. And that's because a lot of times it's, it's emphasized in here, go, 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 go. But I actually think the emphasis of this verse is not the word go. In fact, the imperative here, the command that Jesus says is make disciples. Or really, not make disciples, but disciple. Go and disciple people. So it's implied there, make disciples. Disciple people of all nations. And how can you do that? Well, the biggest way is to go, <laughs> right? It's kind of like this idea. It's like the, the verb here isn't go, like the command go, but it's, it's having gone. Since you're going anyways, make disciples of all nations. Since you're, since you're I mean, you have to kind of get up and go somewhere. You're not just going to make disciples like right in your own home, although that is a great place to start in your own home with your own family. But make disciples wherever you are. And, and that includes all nations. Now, a few weeks ago we had some missionaries here. They're going to a place to the ends of the earth. And that's really exciting. We can pray for them. We can support them. We can be excited about them and others that are spreading the good news of Jesus in remote places of the earth that don't know the name of Jesus. They don't know about the gospel of Jesus. And so we can be excited and we can be praying for them. But, but it's not just go everywhere. It's also that we need to make disciples. Make disciples of all nations. Start here. Start here. Teach a Sunday school class. Start here investing in the youth or the, 
or, or people in your area. Start here. Mentor someone. Coach someone. You know, I, I'm coaching soccer not because I'm a brilliant soccer coach, but because I'm trying to just be involved in the, the life of kids here in this community. So the idea here is make disciples. Not, it's not about going everywhere. Yes, let's, that's, that's in, important too. But you know what? All nations, it kind of points this idea when Jesus says go to all nations. He wants people to know it's not just the people that are like-minded and, and look alike that are going to be in heaven someday. But in Revelation, over and over again, it's talking about this multitude of people that are worshiping the Lamb of God in heaven. These, this multitude of people, and, and it's described several times in Revelation. In Revelation 7, verse 9, it says, After this, I looked... And there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. So huge amount of people. And this this multitude was described from every nation, tribe, people, language, were standing there before the throne and before the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes and holding palm branches. and, And so this idea that they're worshiping Jesus. Jesus rode into the city of in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, they were worshiping Jesus, but they were mostly Jewish people that were worshiping Jesus. Now in heaven, every nation, every people, every tongue, every language, people are worshiping Jesus, the Lamb, the risen Son of God, in every language. And that's what we can get excited about. That all nations means all nations. It doesn't just mean most nations. It means every nation. So let's be excited about reaching people here, but to the world. So first, we're, we're commissioned, if we're followers of Jesus, to make disciples of all nations. And then it says that in Matthew 28, still in verse 19, it says, after it says, go and make disciples of all nations, it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You know, right, right after people accept Jesus Christ, they need to know it's not Jesus Christ by himself, that there is this Trinity God. That God is three, but three in one. It's Sometimes difficult to think about. But God is Father, God is Son, and God is Spirit. And the three of them work together as one. And so these three, we need, when someone is baptized, we baptize in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. Because these three work together in a, in a u- unity that is not found anywhere on earth. They are, they worked, they, they are in a relationship that, that this Trinity, the, the God invites us into. He wants us to be in this unity with Him. And He wants us to be in unity with each other in a similar way, in a same way, but we're not perfect people, so it's not going to look the same. But so God is wanting us to be in that relationship with Him. And, and so here, 
the commission is, secondly, then to baptize them. And so our, our, point, our second point today is to is that Jesus' followers are commissioned to go make disciples by baptizing. Now, baptizing is a symbol. It's a symbol that, that publicly, publicly declares that, yes, I am deciding to follow Jesus. I'm all in with following Jesus, the Father and the Son and the Spirit together. I am working I am surrendering my life, not working for good deeds, but I'm surrendering my life to God alone. And the true God, not some other God that other religions worship, but the true God. And I'm surrendering my life to His will and whatever He wants me to do. And so, baptism is a symbol. And we saw that Jesus was baptized. Jesus didn't need to be baptized, but He showed us that baptism was important. And baptism is something that we should do. Now, some people believe that you have to be baptized to go to heaven. I don't believe that. But I do believe that it is really important to be baptized. It's not for salvation, but it it shows that you are all in with Jesus. That you are all in. That you have made a decision and a commitment to follow Jesus and surrender your life to Him. And your life is hidden in Christ. And the old is gone, and the new has come. And so there's that symbols and showing people. Sometimes we need to just declare publicly the commitment we made, the decision we made, because some people maybe don't, and it's not just for other people, it's sometimes for ourselves. So we know that, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus. I've made this decision, and I'm all in. And when, when Micah and Melissa were here a few weeks ago, uh, the ones that are going to be missionaries, they, they led the Sunday school hour. And if you haven't watched that, if you weren't here, I encourage you to watch that. It's a, it's a private video, so you have to ask me for it or ask somebody else that has access to it. But watch that because they explain what, what they're doing, where they're going, how they're trying to, to spread the name of Jesus. But one thing they were also, they opened the Word of God and they they were showing us in Acts chapter 8 about how Philip, who was a disciple but now is an apostle, and and Philip, how there was this this man from Ethiopia and this man was reading the Scriptures and not understanding. And and so what it says here, it it says in, in Acts 8, 34, he asked Philip, please tell me who this prophet's talking about. Was he talking about himself or someone else? And then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. So first of all, this man asked, Philip, what is this all about? And so Philip had this, okay, I'm going to tell you. It's about Jesus. And he gave him the whole message of the good news of Jesus. And it says that as they traveled along the road, they came to some water And the man said, look, here's some water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot, and both of them went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. So right, so this, now this is not a formula, like as soon as you accept Jesus, get baptized that very moment. But it is something that we can think about. Baptism is really important. Baptism shows right away that my life is no longer mine, 
My life is now in Jesus. And so if you have not been baptized, but you have decided to follow Jesus and you're all in on a life with God, then I encourage you, talk to me, talk to one of the elders. We'd love to have a membership class so we can talk to you more about what that means. We'd love to have you be baptized here. And so if that's something that you haven't done and you want to be baptized, come talk to me or email me or however you want to get a hold of me. But we can talk about that. What, is, what does it mean to be baptized? And we are, as, as disciple makers, supposed to, supposed to make disciples and baptize them. So it's not just about us being baptized, but we are supposed to be looking for people that will will be baptized. We'll, we'll be, we proclaim the good news of Jesus and they say, yes, I'm in. Not because we convinced them, but because God in His mercy has, is drawing them to Himself. And so because they choose Jesus and Jesus chooses them, they want to show that I want to be baptized. And so our job, if you're a follower of Jesus, we're commissioned to go Make disciples and baptize them. Okay? All right, then we're going to continue on in the Great Commission. And it says in verse 20, the next thing he says, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So in Matthew 28 here at the, at the end, the very last verse of Matthew He's saying that we, Jesus is saying, disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus, need to make disciples, need to baptize people, and then teach them. Now notice he doesn't start with teach them, convince them, make them believe. We have some uh, problems with the, some of our history, especially like in the Crusades and different times, where we're, for, we're Christians in the name of Jesus, we're trying to force people into believing and accepting Jesus. That's, that's, not the, that's not what Jesus is saying. You don't force people to believe Jesus. You don't, and it's really, you're not even trying to convince people. You're just trying to show them the hope that you have and proclaim that goodness. Proclaim His salvation to all people. And when we're proclaiming God and His good message, His good news, then people are going to say, like this eunuch is going to say, wow, what about me? The, the, this from Acts 8, where, where Philip then baptized him right then. Well, I, wa- I want to be all in. And so we're to, to make disciples. And we are to baptize them. And we are to teach them. But we're not supposed to be convincing them to be, to be disciples. We're supposed to let God do that. Let God in His mercy. And that's where prayer comes in. We, we, we are praying that God is opening doors. Opening, giving us opportunities that we can be bold in sharing the good news of Jesus with people in our life and even people we just encounter not even on a regular basis. We just are praying that God is working and that we are obeying and responsive to what God is doing and so that we can be used by the Lord. And, and so here, teaching them doesn't come first. And now I'm not trying to say this is a formula here, but teaching them is our third point and I think it's, it's good that teaching them comes later because we are to teach people. We are to show them how it is they live a life of obedience to the Lord. 
they need to understand what is this Bible all about? We need to teach them. Okay, let's, let's go through the book of John. Hey, let's go through, let's go through the epistles. Let's go through 2 Samuel. Let's, let's go through and try to understand more about this God that loves you and how we live for Him. But it's not, hey, I'm going I'm to read you these verse and this verse and this verse, and then you're going to be convinced that you need Jesus. No, that's, that's where we pray and ask God, God, break their heart. Show them they need you. And please help me to, to, to be used in, in a, as a vessel, as an instrument for you. And we, we teach them and we proclaim. But it's not that because we convince them. It's because, they, because God was drawing them to them, to himself. And, and so it's, it's important that we do teach, that we do show them. It's important that we that we walk through what is the Bible. We walk through how do we pray. We walk, this, is the, this is the discipling part. Remember the disciples? That for three years, they were being discipled by Jesus. I think this part right here where Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, baptize them and teach them. I think this is the part where they've signed up to be all in with Jesus. They've been baptized and now they need to know how to live. And how to be in relationship with God. And not that we have all the answers. But we need to teach them what we know. And teach them to be dependent on God. Just like we sang earlier, Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need you. Because we need Jesus and His righteousness alone, not our own righteousness. I know we sometimes try to convince others or we try to convince ourselves that if we just do more and more righteous acts if we just do more good things god will love us more and that's a false gospel that's not true but that we trust in jesus and his righteousness alone and we need him every moment of every day and that's why paul says pray without ceasing pray be in the spirit at all times and we'll get more into that next week but, but teaching people is this idea of discipling people. Who are we discipling? Who are you discipling? If you are a follower of Jesus, we're, we're commissioned. Our commission is to make disciples. We're not commissioned to sit on the sideline and just cheer for other people. We're in the game. Now, we can cheer for other people too, but let's be in the game making disciples teaching them to obey everything that God wants of them. Now, a big way of teaching them is to being dependent on God and, and letting and, and fostering the, the relationship, especially listening to the Holy Spirit. And, and thankfully, we have the Holy Spirit who teaches us and reminds us the truth of the Bible, reminds us of, this, of how to obey, and especially when we're frustrated or mad or about to do something we shouldn't do. Asking the Holy Spirit, not just our conscience, but asking the Holy Spirit, how can I do what's right here? And so we have Jesus saying, go make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. Pretty easy, right? (laughs) All right, sounds good. Get out there and do it. Remember, our mission field is, when we walk out these doors, our mission field is the world. 
So get out and do these things. But the, the nice thing is, you don't have to, you know, we're not, I'm not trying to put pressure on you to each do it yourself. We have this really cool thing called the body of Christ, and we can do this together. That's why one person isn't teaching Sunday school every week. That's why one person isn't, isn't leading VBS. We work on it together. So thank you if you signed up for VBS. Thank you if you're, if you're helping with Sunday school. Thank you if you're mentoring someone. Look for ways that you can do that. Not just, and, and not just the normal, simple ways that we've always done it. Let's think of other ways. How can we model Jesus? How can we teach Jesus and his kingdom living. His way is different than the world. So our, our main idea today is that our commission is to go and make disciples of Jesus wherever we are. Wherever we are, we are to make disciples. We are to show them Jesus. Proclaim his goodness. Proclaim his salvation. And so that people can choose to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior of their life. And then we can invite them to be baptized. And we can teach them along the way and mentor them and coach them and disciple them. And you know what? Jesus had 12 disciples and not all of them. I mean, Jesus was the perfect teacher, but not all his disciples were perfect disciples. And not all the disciples came out as model citizens and as, as, as people following on fire for Jesus. So his, he isn't saying, go make perfect disciples. Go make lots of disciples. He says, make disciples. So how are we all making disciples individually and collectively? How are we making disciples? And so, I, I know we have a survey from last week. And I, if you haven't done that, I encourage you to, to fill that out. But also, we have a survey for this week. <laughs> and it's just two questions. It's just two questions. So, how are we proclaiming the good news of Jesus? And how are we discipling people? And so today... I want you to answer these questions. How, and, and individually, if you need to or want to, you can write on the bottom of your, of your handout too. How, have you, how do I participate in making disciples of Jesus? I think that's what we should all be answering personally. But then, not just that, but how have we done it as East Bend? I, you know, I'm new at East Bend. I still am trying to figure out how we do things around here and how we've done things in the past. I, I like to know how we've been involved in discipling people. And I know some of these are going to be similar to proclaiming the good news, like we said last week. And that's okay if there's some overlap. But I think it's the next slide. Uh, how have you participated with East Bend in making disciples of Jesus? And what other disciple-making ideas or ideas can we try at East Bend? So I want you just to take a few, maybe two or three minutes here, and really just... Pray and, and, and just think about in our past, how have we done this? Making disciples. And it doesn't just be, have to be here in this building, but how are we making disciples? How are we sending people out? How are we discipling? 
How are we supporting missions or, or people going to the nations? How are we supporting that making disciples? And then what other ideas or what ideas do you have that we could try? How we can get involved, how we could rally together here at East Bend? So take a few minutes for that. If you're not done with them, that's fine. Please uh, finish at either after the service today or bring them back next week or another time. Uh, if you are watching online, please email these to me or, um, or to somebody, one of the elders. Uh, and so we can really have, have, these, have these ideas and have this information as we are trying to look at what is, how are we doing at our, our mission of proclaiming and discipling, proclaiming the good news of Jesus and making disciples. And, and so we, we need your feedback. We want your feedback. Um, so yeah please turn them in in the blue box in the back um, and if you have any questions about it feel free to email me or talk to me but let's pray as we close Lord Jesus I thank you for this this congregation that is seeking to live a life